Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gathered here. Welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the world. Look, the holiday season's upon us. We got a Thanksgiving episode for you today. I'm going to talk about that more in a second. But first, I just want to remind you, we're doing a live show, House of Independence. This will be our Christmas show. This is December 11th, everybody. It's coming up quite fast. I need you to go to houseofindependence.com. Get your tickets. We've got some crazy news, man. We found out that the Jersey Devil, New Jersey's, you know, patron saint, cryptozoological beast, has kidnapped Santa Claus. And Christmas is ruined. Unless we can convince the Jersey Devil to let Santa Claus go. And he's told us actually that what he wants to do is he wants to murder Santa Claus live on stage at the House of Independence on December 11th. That's what his plan is. Jersey Devil has kidnapped Santa Claus. He's going to murder him live on stage unless we can stop him. And apparently, if we can get him to laugh hard enough, that's what's going to make it happen. So get yourself to House of Independence. These shows are always fun. We're going to be serving Boost. Which I think it's the northernmost point you can get Boost in all of New Jersey is at our shows. And on top of that, we've got some great comedians booked. We're talking about Jersey's own Nick Fierro, Kate Nichols, Devin Hall, just some of the great young comedians in New Jersey. I've also called in from people who I met in the city who have New Jersey roots. Greg Stone and Anthony DeVito will both be there. And a ton of surprises. And that's on top of all the usual chicanery that comes from the New Jersey is the world gang. So it's going to be a hot show is the point. And I hope you come out. Houseofindependence.com, December 11th. Get your ticket. Now, this week's episode, sweet and simple. If you had to assemble an all-star New Jersey Thanksgiving dinner guest list, who would be on it? Who would you invite? What would you ask them to bring? This is in a great tradition of episodes. A lot of people's favorite episodes we do around here are the ones where we just come up with some idiotic reason to fantasize about New Jersey personalities and situations, and this is one of them. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Hope everybody comes out for that holiday show. And I uh, cannot wait to hear who you would invite and what you would ask them to bring. You can either uh, call us at 973-780-4660 and leave a voicemail or leave your comments. We always have hot discussions on the Patreon. Hot discussions. What am I talking about? Hot discussions. We have great discussions. A core, we have a really strong community over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. So come on out. Join up. Give yourself that gift this holiday season. Join our Patreon. Anyway, thanks everybody. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Chris Gather here. Welcome, as always, to New Jersey's The World. Uh, as always, the caveat I've been putting out at the tops of lots of episodes, and I've come to understand people are making fun of me. We are recording this on a Tuesday night. I'm currently on call with my local first aid squad here in my small Morris County town. So if a large blast of noise goes off and I sprint away, Bonaduce and Mike D, you'll have to handle this one yourself. Yes. Bonaduce, you ready for that responsibility? Absolutely. I'm ready for anything. Ready for a takeover. Mike D, let's, please, if I have to run away, don't, please don't let Bonaduce go into full Bonaduce mode. Bonaduce has been like oppressed lately, so don't worry. Okay. Okay. Might make for quite a show, though. It's been a while since we've had a full Bonaduce appearance. Last Friday night, Bonaduce came out. <laughs> we should do an episode that's just the Bonaduce hour. Where the whole premise is you do whatever you want, and Mighty and I aren't allowed to listen back first before we release it to the world. Okay. But you guys, I think you guys have trust. Mike doesn't have trust issues. No, no, I have no trust issues. <laughs> well, actually, no, here's you guys have careers. That's what the problem is. <laughs> I, have, I have no trust issues in you. I would just buckle up before I sat down and listen, because who knows? Who knows where it could go if Bonaduce comes out? It would blow your mind. You know it would. 
<laughs> and tonight's episode is going to blow your mind as well. We're releasing this on Monday, everybody. Thursday is Thanksgiving. And Mike D came up with what I think is a fantastic idea, which is that we are going to tonight assemble the perfect New Jersey Thanksgiving guest list. Oh, man. So, Bonitude, let's imagine. I got my table set up and I forgot to invite people. And we need your help. We need. I need Mike's help, Bonaduce's help. We're all going to brainstorm together. Listeners, I need your help. 973-780-4660. This is coming out Monday. I got till Thursday to get these invites out. So whoever you think should be invited, you uh, you follow up. I just want to make sure we've... These are some of my favorite episodes. We've done some fantasy episodes before. You know, the Deathmatch Tournament, the Fantasy Museum. That was a good one, yeah. And I just want to make sure we don't lean on the same people. So let's think a deeper cut than some of the people who have come up before. And Mike D, I believe the idea in, in full is who gets an invite and what item do we ask them to bring? Because that's key. Yeah, for this Thanksgiving, because we're doing it so last minute, we're asking all of our guests and, and invited friends to each bring something, almost like potluck style. And also, given that it is Thanksgiving, I want to be really clear that this dinner is open to everyone. We welcome ghosts, historical figures, animals, monsters. Okay. But all are welcome at this New Jersey Thanksgiving. Okay. Do they have to be from Jersey or what? That's the only rule is they have to have a connection to New Jersey. Oh, okay. That's good. I would say, yeah, it, 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 it's plausible that they could be visiting New Jersey for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a big... Anybody could visit New Jersey for Thanksgiving. I think I think you I think they have to have, we have to justify some New Jersey connection or else what the fuck are we doing with this podcast at the, at the, at that point? I know the first person I want at my Thanksgiving dinner. And do you know the item you want them to be responsible for? Oh, 100%. Okay. I wonder if it's the same. Because I had, I had, oh, this I is similarly, the best. I only have one, but it came to mind immediately. But you go first. I wonder if it's the same. I had, I had another one, which is very predictable for me, but this is Martha Stewart and she's bringing the turkey. Oh, good one. That's a very smart call. Top that. And she's sitting at the head of the table. But don't you feel like, are things going to be micromanaged a little bit at that point? No. You don't think so? She's a professional. No. I feel like everything's going to be a little too perfect at that point. She's the kind of person, she puts the turkey in the oven, it comes out, she never opens the door, and it's perfect when it comes out. Yeah, that is a great call. That is a great call. And I feel like complimentary to my first round pick as well. Ooh. I want Red Man on sides. (laughs) Imagine having a what party where... What's it, what would he bring? I'm thinking, you know... Uh, Chris, Redman is only going to bring a side of one thing, and that's a side of weed. Let's be re- let's be realistic about what he would bring. I was going to say, I think he should bring sides because he's a fucking stoner, and he knows where the best shit is. Like, I wouldn't trust Redman to bring the p- turkey. If you're a stoner, he's probably going to bring, like, the best mac and cheese or something Dude, like that. mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. Those are the two that I think Redman needs to bring. Mac and cheese is what you want at Thanksgiving, but somebody makes, like, rice pilaf or, like, fucking... Some dumb bullshit. French onion string bean with fucking canned mushrooms. Get bullshit out of here. Next thing you know, there's fucking ambrosia. Oh. And you're like, who the fuck eats ambrosia? I want Redman showing up late... I want Redman showing up late. I want him rolling up in a car where smoke pours out before he gets out. And I want him carrying a big giant glass casserole dish with some foil over the top that's housing the greatest mac and cheese he knows about. 
Because we all know, Redman knows where the fucking best mac and cheese in Essex County is. He has to. There's two things that make good mac and cheese. Butter and cheese. That's it. And heavy cream. How do you feel about a little breadcrumb on top of mac and cheese? I'm not, I don't like the, I want smooth all the way through. You do. And I won't lie, I actually enjoy like Stouffer's mac and cheese there's nothing wrong with a good stouffer's stouffer's yeah. that big stouffer's thanksgiving you know Shoprite gives away the turkeys but we're vegetarians so they give us the stouffer's lasagna that big lasagna is no joke i like the vegetarian lasagna is awesome it's no joke it takes like two hours to cook it though it takes a long fucking time to cook that thing martha stewart with a turkey red man with a big plate of mac and cheese this is already turning into one of the greatest new jersey meals that's ever happened the ball gets passed to Mike D. Mike D, I see you feeling some pressure. All are welcome here. No, he's planned for this. I think to make this a real New Jersey Thanksgiving, it wouldn't be a New Jersey Thanksgiving if we didn't invite Joe D. Essex County oh, Essex wow. County political powerhouse Joe D is invited to Thanksgiving and we hope he accepts the invitation and takes some photos with us. Oh, but the funny thing D. is when we extended the invitation he was like, ah, you know, I don't have time to, to cook anything for this dinner. He's like, but I'm going to refloor your house with this old gym floor that I've taken out of the rec center in Caldwell. He's like, so that way we all have somewhere nice yes. to have this dinner. I think, here's my thing on Joe D. I think Joe D is a guy like, he comes to your party and he probably goes to like, whatever great bakery he goes to, like Gina Corelli's or whatever, and like, you know, brings like a dozen of the best cannolis because that's what I it's do. A, it's a Bloomfield bakery. Maybe hits up Calandra's up in Fairfield. It's an Essex County place though, and he won't shut the fuck up about Essex County. I cannot go to my relative's house on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day without a dozen Gina Corelli like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, cannoli. Joe D, for anybody who doesn't understand Mike D's reference, I, I just want to, again, if you are a fan of our show, it is imperative yes. that you follow Joe D on Instagram. I believe the name is Joe D Essex County. I constantly take screen grabs of his Instagram output and I send them around to the New Jersey group thread. It makes me laugh so hard. I would say a solid 60% of his Instagram feed is him in different small colleges or local gyms talking about how the gyms are being rebuilt. It is a relentless passion of his to rebuild gyms. It's not even that man. He's like, he's just like a, I listen, you can talk whatever you want. Like there's guys that know how to get it done. Joe D knows how to get it done. And he's the guy that shows up on the job and is like, yeah, we got all this money. I'm paying you. And these boards aren't lining up. Right. You know he's going to call you out. Listen, he, there's a reason the Turtle Bag Zoo isn't the saddest fucking death pit in Essex County anymore. It's because Joe D treats it like his personal property. Joe D. That was a pivotal, that was like a pivotal thing that happened in like Essex County. Oh, it was huge. And I mean, everybody goes there now. People from all over Essex, Union, Morris County. Down here. People go from down here. Like Everybody loves the Turtle Bag Zoo now. And it was sad when we grew up in West Orange. And that's because Joe D acts like his back door opens up into the zoo, which it might. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if one of those little buildings, would any, would either of you he be- lives in the back of McLuhan. <laughs> Listen- when, when, the house that's over there that nobody was ever allowed to go through by the pump house, by the reservoir. Yes. That's his summer retreat. I was going to say, would any of you be surprised? You know those little buildings when you take the train ride and they have like, one of them is a comedy club, which always makes me laugh. 
but there's these little, all the little buildings. Would any of you be shocked to find out that Joe D is keeping like a little, uh, what do they call it? Like a pied-a-terre? Pied-a-terre. A concubine? He's, he, keep, he keeps a little apartment in the zoo. Oh, I'm sorry. And he comes out at night after it's closed and he pets the lions and he looks into their eye and he tells them that they are the same inside. No one would be shocked. So when I first, here's a good Joe D story. When I first got into the union and I was... I don't know how old I is. I'm like 45 now. Anyway, I'm working on the job and it's right next to the Essex County Courthouse. And coincidence is that it's literally like the same street that my um, my grandparents lived on in Newark when they were down there. So they were in the process of, this is like when all that stuff first started happening. And uh, which they were turning into this like, a, uh, I think it's a memorial park now. It's like a veterans memorial. It's literally right next to like the courthouse and, whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'm working there. I'm like a surveyor. I'm like instrument man. So I'm standing behind like gun, like, and of course everybody's always watching you. And like, out of nowhere, like this dude is like standing behind me and like, you know, walking around and like, you know, looking at like the, the block on the ground and whatever he comes to. He's like, Hey, he goes, where's the foreman? I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm the surveyor, but I think like, if you talk to those guys, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. So like, I don't pay any mind to it. I'm like, whatever. It's like, figure he's just who knows? Like, no idea. I mean, I, I think I knew who Joe D was at the time, but I just like wasn't paying attention to it. It turned out it was Joe D and he was still doing that back in like, that had to be 2009, 2010 probably. So he was probably just getting in then. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. He's a man of the people. I could tell you other stories about that job, but I probably shouldn't because... I love that Jody comes through and redoes the hardwood floors in your house before this thing. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to cut you off and save you there, Nick, from a knock on the I'm door. Sorry, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking sorry. at I didn't, I, I didn't mean to I heard, stomp I heard you sorry. starting to pump the brakes. I said, let me be a good host to take the ball. So Martha Stewart's bringing a turkey. Redman's bringing a plate of mac and cheese. Essex County Commissioner Jody... He's not bringing a food item, but he's going to tastefully make sure that the hardwood floors in your house are redone with the former floors of some old gym in Belleville that he had torn up because he's a perfectionist and he wants Essex County to be perfect. I love this meal so far. I'm loving this meal. Nikki Bonaduce, anyone else coming to mind? Remember, this can be living or dead. I have like, I'm trying to not do these stereotypical people that I would normally say. I know. We all want Bruce there. We all want Uncle Floyd. No, I don't even want... I, I know we all want him, but we bring him up all the I time. I think Bruce would be fine if, like, you know, it's like a bunch of your friends hanging out. I'm sure he's fun in all their social situations. Sure, I don't sure. even want John Bon Jovi there. Like, whatever. I got one while you think then. And I'm not saying Uncle Floyd, so... Okay. Mike T has one. So... Vinny Stigma from Madball said that he can make it. <laughs> so I think it'd be great to have Vinny Stigma come through. And he said that he's going to bring a really great homemade apple cider that, that he's made in his house. So Vinny Stigma is going to come through. Okay. He probably knows Redman. Okay. I imagine they, they're friends and know each other. This could be a companion to my next choice. Because um, you brought up apple cider, Mike T. Now, I'm, I'm famously a teetotaler. But I feel like if you're having people of this caliber here, you need some drinks. You need a bar. And we need somebody who's going to show up and know how to assemble a bar, know how to assemble one kind of on the sly, and how to run that bar. Um, I am going, because we said you can invite ghosts, I am going to invite famous Atlantic City gangster Nookie Johnson, 
who of course Steve Buscemi's character in Boardwalk Empire was based on. I feel like if anybody knows how to just set up, Nick, you okay? You're making a series of squirrel noises into your mic, and I think you think we can't hear them, but we can absolutely hear them. I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I think if there's anyone in New Jersey history who knows how to just set up a bar on the go in a location that doesn't have one already set up, who can then run it at at boss level. It is a former boss. I think Nookie Johnson, Atlantic City gangster, needs to be at this party. Huh. I think he'd be entertained enough. Well, I'm viewing him more as infrastructure. Uh, he's certainly going to get a seat at the table and eat, but I'm, I'm seeing him more as the prohibition guy who's there slinging drinks. I'm putting him to work. And then after dinner, he'd be happy to stake a card game for anyone at the dinner that was interested in maybe maybe playing a little high-stakes poker afterwards. And he's dealing, for sure. He once gave this quote, during Prohibition, he once said, we have whiskey, wine, women, song, and slot machines. I won't deny it, and I won't apologize for it. If the majority of the people didn't want them, they wouldn't be profitable, and they would not exist. The fact that they do exist proves to me that people want them. I want that guy at my party. We have whiskey, wine, women's song, and slot machines. I won't deny it, and I won't apologize. You're invited to the party, my friend. That's going to be a more fun party. He's like the uh, Al Swearingen of New Jersey. Uh, I bet he'd get along with Vinny Stigma from Madball. I think Nookie, Nookie Johnson and Vinny Stigma hanging out sounds like a match made in heaven to me. Also, since we uh, sin- listen, since we were talking about Essex County and Nork came up, I'm just going to shout something out here. This is something I don't do. I follow this Instagram. It's called the Nork Project, N-O-R-K. And one of these many Jersey things I came across. Mike D, I, I dropped a link in the private chat. Oh, cool. They have a lot of merch. Um, they have this hoodie that I think is the coolest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. Oh my God. But I don't think I can wear it. I think you need to I have can wear Nork it. roots. You grew up, you know, you grew up, you spent years in Nork before you moved to West Orange. Cool. They are selling this hoodie that's straight up. It's so fucking cool. It says, Nork kids go to heaven. And then if you zoom in, the small print underneath says, for going through hell. Ooh. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I wish that, right. I feel like if I wore that, it would be the most poserous shit of all time. But that is a fucking amazing hoodie. And if you are somebody out there. I, I think a lot of this, I, I've been quietly following them for a long time. They have no idea who I am, but I think whoever's behind this, uh, behind the Nork project and ORK, I think they're doing some super cool shit. Super cool shit. Yeah. That's a r- really cool hoodie. I'm into that. And that money goes to this organization for supporting art. What's your thing? Yeah. They're, they're, uh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, they seem to be great and they have great stuff. They have a Nork coloring book. They have a Nork bear shirt. Nice. Passaic River Fishing. Dude, Passaic River Fishing Club t-shirt. They've got some great shit on here, man. Yeah. They've got some great shit. Newark is for the hustlers. Nice. Nikki Bonaduce, Mike D and I have each come up with two choices. You need to come up with a second one, and it's okay. I thought I came up with Okay. Listen, um, everybody chokes. No, so far we've got Martha Stewart. I didn't choke yet. Jesus. Everybody chokes. If you choke, it's fine. Martha Stewart, Redman, Vinny from Madball, Nookie Johnson, Atlantic City Prohibition Era Gangster. This is a great Thanksgiving so far. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his real name. 
yeah, the guy who plays Brendan Fraser. What? Who's Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser. He's an American. He's a. Oh, I thought he was a Jersey guy. Wait, he lives in Jersey. Damn. Does that count? He's of Jersey. Is he a Jersey? He has nothing to do with Jersey, does he? Yeah, he does. He's all over the place. Who is that? Wait, He's Brendan a- Fraser has nothing to do with New Jersey. The guy from fucking you know the you know Brendan Fraser, Mike. He's D. been all all like this past like month or whatever. He's been all over like uh, Jersey, like drinking in bars, sh- serving beers. Wait, what? No way. Encino, yeah, the guy from Encino Man. You know this guy, Mike D. No, the guy from uh, what's Airheads. No. Now that you said Encino Man, yeah, I know who that is. The guy from Frasier, the show Frasier. I know he's Canadian now. My bad. Wait, Kelsey Grammer? That's it, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer is not Brendan Fraser. Oh, my Brendan God. Fraser's a, a totally different guy. Wait a minute. Oh, that's the other guy. Yeah, he looks like hell now. Sorry, my what bad. the fuck is going Kelsey on? Grammer, Kelsey Grammer. I don't know. Hold on. Well, it's I like how I, th- I said I how I names. thought that uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley were the same person until like Step Brothers two years came out ago. And they were in the same movie and you were like, what's going on? <sighs> Wait, you're telling me Kelsey Grammer's been lingering around New Jersey? Yes, definitely. Like, do a do your search. I just found an article. NJ one hundred one point five has an article called "Literally All Over the Place." Kelsey Grammer served me beer at a brick New Jersey bar. (laughs) Yeah, he was hanging all over Ocean County. What's going on? Why is Kelsey Grammer getting drunk with people? He's like all over, hanging out. I think he likes got a place down here. He was born in St. Thomas. He lives in Short Hills. Huh? Oh, he's been promoting his beer. He's got a new beer. Yeah, what better place? He's promoting his beer. He lives in Short Hills? Uh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking rich kid. Got a big, big house. Fucking rich kid. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. And he's the one guy who got the coin in the glass thing that shoots the water out of it in the Short Hills Mall. <laughs> Here's an article from last year where he proclaims that Central Jersey exists. Oh, he's got the Faith American Brewing Company? Kelsey Grammer. Okay, yeah. Kelsey Grammer can come to the Thanksgiving. What's he going to bring? And he's entertaining. Is he, I guess he'll bring some of this beer. He'll bring some beer, but he's probably going to bring like canned cranberry sauce. Oh, you think so? You think he's going to come with some cheap shit and you're going to be like, we know you're the richest person here. I don't eat the good stuff. I eat the sliced stuff that's shaped like a can. I do too. And I love it. But I'm just saying, if Kelsey Grammer showed up, if Redman brings... He'd bring it as a joke because he'd probably have like a nice like quarter keg of like... Some fine beer. Okay, that's fair then. As long as it's a joke. But if he's one of these rich guys who shows up with the cheapest item, he can go back to wherever he came from. If he shows up with a pony keg, that's okay. He brought something from his house from last Thanksgiving that somebody brought him. <laughs> yes, he's re-gifting us old cans of cranberry sauce. No, he's re-gifting you a New Jersey bottle of wine that is now vinegar. He brought a gift-wrapped copy of the complete Fraser for everyone on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that show. Really? Absolutely. What stood out to you about Frasier? I, I, I watched it and enjoyed it. Well, because I also liked him from Cheers. Yeah, Cheers was great. I liked him in Cheers. So I think it's just like a great character. Because you like kind of hated him in Cheers. And then like you liked him in Frasier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And his brother was funny. Like even though he tried to elevate himself, he was really just from like a working class family. His dad was a cop. I've long said that John Mahoney, the guy who played Frazier's dad, Fantastic. if I had to pick one celebrity to stand side by side with me in a fight, it might be that. Don't you get the sense that old man could tear shit up? I think he was probably so cool he didn't have to, but like yeah, he could diffuse the situation. Yeah, definitely. You could tell. You could tell old guys like when they 
they just have a certain kind of like build and they still look you know even though he played like yeah i guess he had like a bad leg and that show he's like still just had that build of being like old man strength is a real thing man hell yeah man if you spent 40 years like uh you know, working a high-low in a warehouse somewhere, you're going to be strong no matter how old you are. Yeah. Anyway. He's also really good as Diane Court's dad in Say Anything. Huh. Plus, I think Kelsey Grammer would get along great with Martha Stewart. I bet they would. They probably they probably know each other already. I'm getting a little worried that this party is getting a little too highbrow between Kelsey Grammer, Martha Stewart, and Nookie Johnson. Yeah, but Kelsey Grammer isn't like who he plays on TV. Know. He's not like an uppity like. Nick, he lives in Short Hills. No, he doesn't. I fucking made that up. Jesus what? Christ. What? Come on, fact checkers. What's wrong with you guys? You did? Yeah, see? I 100% bought that. Absolutely. See, that's why I should have my own segment on here. <laughs> Somebody gets a call in and talk to Bonaduce live. <laughs> oh, jeez. If it is too highbrow, you know, when I was when I was down at the Wawa earlier today, I ran into a group of shore punks hanging out in the parking lot. So I thought I'd just invite an entire gang of shore punks. Just random shore punks? Yeah, just shore punks as a group. Skateboards. We that they would, they, you know, I thought they'd be a great addition. They'd make this a lot of fun. And they said that they were going to bring vegan mac and cheese, which I'm sure will still oh. be completely uneaten by the end of the night because nobody wants vegan mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's going to be a giant... They're also going to bring a giant uncooked tofurkey. We can cook the tofurkey. Which will eventually be thrown thrown at somebody at the rest of your Thanksgiving party. <laughs> I'll eat the tofurkey. I think I would like to invite the Jukes. Not Southside Johnny, oh. but just the Jukes. Just his band. Because oh I feel God. like Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes are already viewed... As like Bruce Springsteen's little little stepchildren, you know, like little Dude, let me. side pieces to Bruce, and then Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. So I already feel like they're the stepchildren, and then they're the ones who are nameless and faceless because Southside Johnny takes all the credit. I know I'm, very little about Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, but I want to let the, I want to put them in the spotlight, have some breathing room for them to be able to have some conversations without being under the specter of Southside Johnny himself. So I'm going to invite all the Asbury Jukes, and I think they'll definitely get along with the short punks. I think it, then now the party just like completely took off. Oh, right. You hang out with musicians like when they're not playing music, and just like it's it's trouble. I gotta in look the up best who's way, the in best the way. Asbury Jukes. I'm not kidding you. That last show that I went to with, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, from Sopranos. Uh, Steve Van Zandt. And, little Steven. Yeah, Little Steven, uh, Max Weinberg, and Southside Johnny. I'm not kidding you. I did not stop dancing the entire night. Like, rock and fucking roll, like, awesome, like, out of control. So if they're at your house, or even just the Jukes, like, they're going to bring it, man. And if the night goes well, we might end up with a Red Man and the Asbury Jukes album. Now, that would be something. That would be like, oh, it turned into like a freestyle geez. afterwards. Everybody's like drinking uh, drinking the beer, had some turkey in their belly. There's a piano there. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is definitely going to like start playing piano because I think he played another episode. So, you know, he plays. And then everybody's going to just like get into it. Then somebody's got a harmonica. I'm going to limit it, actually, because I just looked up the members of Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. First of all, when I tell you that, I'm going to count right now. F past members. Hold on. 
What's one of those bands? It's always like changing. They're working musicians, you know? Hold on. I thought the, I thought the screen froze for a second. Nope. How many former members of the Asbury Jukes do you guys want to guess there were? 79. Mike T, would you like to put in a guess? 32. But there's 79. Right in the middle. 57 past members ah. of the Asbury Jukes. You win. We're going to need a long table. Oh, I was going to say maybe I just need to pick a representative Jukes. You're going to say gonna I need to have represent. Like, get a 10. I got to represent. I mean, that involves Jerry Vavino. That involves La Bamba from Conan's band, Patty Scalfa. Those guys are like, they're the, deal, the real deal, man, you know? I want to um, specifically invite current drummer Thomas Goose Seguso, who I looked up separately. And uh, oh, I met somebody from the Misfits this weekend. Listen to this. On his, uh, I found a bio. He's been the drummer for the Asbury Jukes for ten years, and he's got a sense of humor. He says he's toured the world and played in such fascinating places as Tokyo, Paris, Milan, Amsterdam, and Fort Lee, New Jersey. I like this guy. Just need that long table. I'll help you set up some of those card tables. So all members of the Asbury Jukes, past and present. We're talking Len Alexander, Chris Anderson, John Conti, John Isley, Jeff Kazee, Neil Pauly, and Thomas Goose Seguso. And that's just the current members. John Bon Jovi is listed as a former member of the Asbury Jukes. Nice. It's insane. I'm telling you. It's going to be it. Imagine if I was on this list and I was like, holy shit. Jerry Vivino, Uncle Floyd's brother. Just give me like the uh, the old uh, Saturday Night Live like band. Just follow me around. And just you know, if we're inviting all fifty-seven members of the Asbury Dukes, you know who'd be a great person to extend an invitation to is our our good friend Jim from the House of Independence oh, because he can guy. show up with several hundred neatly stacked chairs. I got a bone to pick with Jim anyway. Okay. What are you talking about? You got a bone to pick with Jim. He's the nicest guy. I love him to death. I've shouted him at him in the street many times. But um, anyway, take care of it. He does have Coca-Cola and Budweiser there now, though, so bravo. Oh, are you talking about the first show we ever did? The first live show we ever did where yes. he informed you he did not have Budweiser and you started calling him a communist? Well, first off, we got off on the wrong step when I first walked in. And I am like very polite and uh, something, he, he struck the wrong chord with me. And, and uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to go across the street and get a beer. And then we became friends after that. That's fair. Anyway, sorry. Rambling. I'm, I've invited 57 past members and about 10 current members of the Asbury Jukes. What should they bring? Um, I'm going to ask them to pick up a pie. Just one pie. As as long as they bring a pie, I think that's fair. Maybe a pecan pie. I thought they would bring well, maybe like, like when you're a, that cool. You don't have to bring anything. Wait, hold on. What's that, Mike D? They should bring like a forty foot gobbler from Wawa because it'll take fifty seven people to carry it in the door. Oh, now I stopped eating meat when I found out about the gobbler, but the gobbler sounds fucking good. That's fucking gross. It is. I'm like, that's not my thing. That's just. I it's kind of like it's like a Thanksgiving sandwich, right? It's everything on one sandwich. Yes, I used to have to make that at a restaurant that I worked at, and I must have made like five thousand of them. But they were made with like real sliced turkey and like good stuffing. It was good, but like I was just scarred by it for some reason. Dude, you know the first place I ever had a Thanksgiving sandwich? Stuff your face. Stuff your ass. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Excuse me. Stuff your ass. That's what you call it. Stuff your I face. I never called, called stuff, it that. It's called stuff your ass. Why is it called Stuff Your Ass? It just is. 
Instead of like stuff your face, stuff your ass. I used to steal uh, me. Me and my buddy used to steal like the girls would get up with those giant like fishbowl drinks and like they go to the bathroom and like me and my buddy Joe would just like suck them down. They come back, glass would be empty. You could go in there and just like drink floaters and like nobody would ever know. It'd be like a fresh beer. Walk up, grab somebody's beer, drink it. The fishbowl thing was the best move in the world, though. But yeah, stuff your ass. I didn't even know they had that there. Those fishbowls were no joke, man. Those fishbowls were no joke. Some girl wanted to go on a date there one night to like actually eat. I've eaten there many times. No, I know, I know, but I just don't... I, whatever, that's just me. They got the uh, strombolis. That sparks another good invite. You know who would be great to have <clears throat> as guests? Uh, Joe and Abdul from Are You Hungry? Ooh. The grief truck. They oh would my be God, great be fantastic. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. Do you ask them to bring grease trucks or do you allow them to expand their horizons a little bit? No, you want the, I just want them to come and hang out and like have great conversation. Yeah. I mean, do you think that the grease truck working guys were uh, known for being great conversationalists? Oh my God. I had, I used to have great conversations. And then like, here's this weird thing. It's like a Middle Eastern Greek and whatever, like, like they all, they all speak Greek. So they're like, They'll start talking to me in Greek, like Nico, Nico. Like once they got to know him and everything like that, but they're very, like, very personable. Those guys went through a lot of shit. They used to like fight the cops on the streets. Like they used to like there was <laughs> that like whole grease truck scene. Like they're motherfuckers, man. They hustle. You know what I mean? What do you mean they used to fight cops in the streets? So the whole thing of why the grease trucks are there now is because they used to like shut them down at a certain time. So they used to have to like literally, you know, how people go around and chase food trucks now, but this was like in New Brunswick driving around like frat houses and streets and like they would stop, start cooking like food and serve it, and then the cops would like come and like harass them because was, there was like some rule at the time. So they finally to like stop this like craziness that was going on that they established the grease trucks for the grease trucks so that they would have centralized location. And they put them right there at the corner of Hamilton and Easton and then they took them all away. I know. Well, listen, these they don't, these kids, they don't care. Where do you go now in New Brunswick for like two o'clock in the morning? Are You Hungry has a spot. And there's still a lot of I mean, those places, I, I always had Jimmy's Especial, so that was always our spot. I used to like La Familia. That was a good spot late night. And you know what's still there? You know what's still standing that I can't believe? I checked last time I went through New Brunswick. Pizza shitty? That, no, that Krausers. Remember that Krausers? Yeah, that Krausers is still there. The brown Krausers, yeah. That Krausers right by your old house, Mike D. That place is still there. The world's most depressing Krausers. I seriously would go anywhere but there, and I probably walked, rode bikes by it like five million times. It was just like, I think it was the color. The amount of times I went in that place and walked out with some shitty combos. Remember combos? Oh. Pretzel with the fake cheese in the middle and a half gallon iced tea. And that would be like all I ate that day. Oh my God. I had combos uh, on Thursday. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> they are. I drank a half a gallon of like Wawa peach iced tea the other day. How was that? It was fantastic. It was so cold and good. Then I got a cup with ice and poured it over it. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. I won't tell you what I ate. All right, who else is coming to this party? I just packed the party out with Asbury Jukes. How about the ghost of Molly Pitcher? She could really use a good Thanksgiving. I knew you were going to invite the ghost of Molly Pitcher. I've wanted it. it. You love Molly Pitcher. I do love Molly Pitcher. Uh, a literary uh, fetish. 
Here we go. Why? Uh, what is your so Molly Pitcher? Uh, people trying to place it. There's a legend that in the Battle of Mammoth during the Revolutionary War down in the Freehold area, that Molly Pitcher was handing out pitchers of water to her husband and other soldiers who were fighting, and then her husband got hit with a cannonball, so she took over the cannon. This is the story. No one's certain if she was real. There's some people who say she was, others that say this is a sort of a legend that erupted from the revolution. I've never totally understood. Mike D, you have a true fascination with Molly Pitcher, and we haven't we haven't totally dealt with this fascination on the show yet. Are you imagining what she's wearing? Let like the man answer. Nick, let the I'm man just, answer. I'm, I'm just curious because I, I yeah. I imagine she's wearing gunpowder stained rags, which is probably what most of the people in the the Revolutionary War in New Jersey were wearing. So I remember most of the soldiers didn't even have shoes. I I did just very recently visit the Monmouth battlefield uh, a couple of weeks ago, cool. and I did see a recreation of the cannon that Molly Pitcher fired. But I think she's a cool historical figure because, right, ultimately... She's a real revolutionary. She's supposed to be giving the men water. And when the men actually, and the the funny thing is they think most of the people at the Battle of Monmouth weren't actually killed by the British. They actually died of heat stroke, which is insane. But that's how most of the people died. That's even more relevant. And so she just kept it going. Like she went and loaded the cannon and beat the Redcoats back. And I think that's pretty tight. Like I'm all about that. I'm all about people pulling out, pulling out the clutch, unlikely victory. You have had a long-standing love of Molly Pitcher deep in your heart for years, decades. So the ghost of Molly Pitcher is floating around. She can refill uh, people's drinks. Certainly, would make total sense. Oh, that's degrading. You can't have her do that. No, she, that's what she's known for—is filling people's pitchers with water. <laughs> She's known for doing what you got to do to to make it I through. I thought it. she'd bring a cannon, and then that's whenever degrading. you're going to tell, oh hey Molly Pitcher, uh, we want you to serve I like the wine and that. beer like the whole night. I said that if people run out of water, it would be funny if the ghost of a person who may or may not even be real refills the water. I think she was known for doing during the battle. But yeah, I guess I'm a raging misogynist for saying Molly Pitcher, whose name is Pitcher, refills water from the pitcher. Yes, I think that's terrible. I just yelled so loud I could hear myself through one of your earphones. It's so great because I thought you were going to freeze for a second and I was going to be able to just go off on like a complete long like tangent. Hey, listen, who doesn't love a badass strong woman that like when shit's going down is going to have your back, right? Where's everybody else's wife? Where are they? I'm all about that. I'm just making a joke about how her name is Molly Pitcher. I know. She changed her name, I heard. Yeah, she's going to go play minor league baseball. <laughs> I, I was hoping she would bring a cannon to the dinner. You know, you, you can have a cannon in New Jersey. You know that, right? No. <laughs> no, what? Yes. Yeah, you can have a cannon in New Jersey. What are you talking about? It's like considered like, I think, a muzzle loader. You can just have a cannon. Yeah. You can go, where do you go and fire a cannon? Ah, you just got to have space. You can probably go to like your local gun range. You're telling me that if you had a cannon, there's some like could- wildlife management areas where like down near us where you can like um, do your shotgun, like skeet, whatever. So I imagine you could probably shoot a cannon off over there. This can't be. Hold on, I have to Google this because you lied to me about Kelsey Grammer. I guarantee you. You own a, I'm going to wind up on all sorts of weird lists. 
government's going to be monitored. Can you own a cannon in New Jersey? I'm going to buy all uh, you guys muskets. Let's see. No person other than a licensed or registered retailer, wholesale dealer shall receive, purchase, or otherwise acquire a rifle, shotgun, or anti-cannon unless that person possesses and exhibits a valid firearms purchaser. Yeah, a FID card. Wait. Oh, my God. Now I'm looking up cannon laws. You can get, like, uh, air cannons. You can... Get real ones where like you know smaller short ones can we have a new jersey's the world cannon that we fire off for special events we're gonna mount it on the demolition <laughs> derby mobile and go mad max <laughs> muzzle loading variety and modern breech loading versions of cannons are legal to own in the u.s muzzle loaders with black powder no license or registration required this can't be true see that's why i told you i was going to go buy you guys muzzle loaders what is a what's a muzzle loading cannon like a like what you think a cannon of like you 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 put your charge in right like you put your you put your powder in you know gunpowder then you put like you know your whatever you're going to be shooting maybe a bunch of nails at the enemy who knows whatever you want okay here it's um Bombs bursting in air. Now I'm on, do, I'm on do, some do, cannon do, message do, board. Do. Well, I mean, Nick and I have... Every American should have a cannon. We've extensively shot Revolutionary War era black powder rifles, of which our yeah. friend, a good friend of ours owns several, and we've spent a lot of time shooting those. And I've shot like the newer ones that um, for, uh, you know, muzzleloader season that like, like they're rifled now. So like you can, they're fantastic. They're so knowing that and like, remember, you know, if you were like a really great gunsmith or like when they finally started standardizing like barrels and stuff, how like probably, you know, good a shot they were back in the day. Yeah. The, the common English phrase that so many people use, and I don't think they know what it means, lock, stock and barrel. That means that you were a gunsmith who could make the lock, right? Which was the firing mechanism, the stock, which is the part, you know, you hold against your arm to stabilize the gun and the barrel. And if you could make all three of those things, lock, stock and barrel, that meant you were a master gun maker. So people say lock, stock and barrel all the time, but don't really understand <laughs> what that means. I can't be out here reading canon law message boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on, we got a lot of guests in. So Molly Pitcher's there. She may or may not be serving drinks. Yes, Nick, your choice. I picked the Asbury Jukes. The Asbury Jukes. Mike picked the ghost of Molly Pitcher. Nick, what's your what's your next pick for this Thanksgiving party? Oh, oh, I'm gonna bring some. I'm gonna bring uh, entertainment. Um, Madame Marie from Asbury Park on the boardwalk. Who's that? Good call, Madame Marie. She's the fortune teller. Marie, the fortune teller. Yes. Have you actually seen her? She told me not to marry my ex-wife. Is that true? That is absolutely true. And Mike D was there with me when I came out and I was like. Had she met her or just in talking? No, we were, we were at like a WFMU like uh show with like uh, Glenn Jones and X-Ray Burns. It was like when it was still the Hojo and we got there like ridiculously early and it was like old Asbury. So we were hanging out, walking the boardwalk. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to go get my like, uh, you know, my fortune told or whatever. So I think I gave her like probably 20 bucks. I'm like, it wasn't busy. So we're like talking for a while. I'm like, she just like kept on looking at me and she just started like talking and like telling me she didn't even like do cards with me or anything. What did she say? She was like, are you about to get married? Don't do it. She's like, you're involved with somebody and you feel obligated to be with them. Um, 
And this person definitely expect whatever. I'm not listen going on some crazy diatribe about this, but if you want to find out the real story, uh, come to Asbury Park and uh, buy me a beer. You're telling me, Madame Marie from As the Asbury Park Boardwalk Psychic. <sighs> As Mike D, yeah, Mike D didn't hear the whole thing because you go in private, whatever. But I was like, it came out. And I was like, sort of like, holy cow. <laughs> And it turned out like it was super foggy in the morning when we got there on the boardwalk. I, I have pictures from that day, Mike. Day, I got to dig them out. And, this um, is amazing. It turned out to be like the hottest day ever. Like, um, Len Jones and Xer are like in there. Like everybody's just sweating inside the Hojos. And like everybody's like you're just drinking beer nonstop. And like by the end of like the day, everybody's like uh, Glenn like. Jonesy like led everybody into the ocean and like it was great. But I, there is a knock at the door that I just heard. We should maybe answer. Oh, no. it. Who's this? Is this our final guest? I don't think it's our final Hello. guest, but it's getting close. I mean, we are starting to get. It is getting out. close. But yeah, but there does appear to be the apparition of an old man, and I think it might be former money store pitchman and New York Yankees announcer Phil Rizzuto. Oh. The scooter? The scooter. There goes the whole party. And he's he's carrying a styrofoam container filled with day-old silver dollar pancakes to share with everyone. Now, fam- Happy famously... The silver dollar pancakes. They were going to throw these out, but I thought I'd bring them here. Famously, someone... He was called a cheap bastard by your father, right, Mike D? Is that not the story? He was. Yeah. That's why I think he'd be a great guest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We have a long-standing family feud... With, with the Rizzuto family. So I figure uh, it'd be great to have a little tension at this at this Thanksgiving dinner. I love that. <laughs> this Phil Rizzuto shows up and everything gets kind of quiet and awkward. He starts talking about the money store. At the money store. What, what was the money store? It was like a mortgage broker. I remember the commercials, but I don't know what they were selling. Money. They were selling money. It was like a... Like a payday loan kind of thing? Like a lender. Yeah, they're a mortgage lender. I just looked them up. I almost was banned. I was literally almost banned for life from AAA. Why? What did you do? I ordered a, a, you know, a tow. And the guy was like supposed to come there. And like, I'm waiting. I'm like, I got to get this truck. It's like my work truck. I have to get up there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like, so they keep on canceling my call. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And, uh. This guy's like, oh yeah, I forgot to call you back. I was like, and like at this point, I'd probably talked to the guy like 10 times. I'm like, Justin, I'm like, you fucking dropped the ball, motherfucker. He's like, I'm so sorry. So at the same time, I don't know that the other tow truck driver is online. He's like, yo, I'm coming down here. He's like, you better have money on you. He's like, you're paying the tolls in this. I was like, I'm not paying the tolls. I was like, I have like, whatever. Plus they're like, no, you got to pay the tolls. I was like, all right, man. I was like, I'm going to be cash on me. I was like, when we're driving out, I was like, I'll stop and hit the bank and I'll give you the cash. And, uh, and he's like, he's like, well, you cheap motherfucker. I was like, what'd you fucking say? Motherfucker. I was like, what? I was like, yo, on the phone call, this is on the recorded phone call that had to go to like the national guy to like clear me. Um, I was like, yo, it was like, I got your fucking number right here, asshole. I was like, I'll fucking drive up there right now. I was like, you're calling me a cheap motherfucker? He's like, yo, fuck this punk ass bitch. I was like, yo, shit, you fucking crossed the line. I said, I don't give a fuck if this phone call is being recorded or not. I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. I was like, you got my address? I said, fucking come down here right now. I said, after I kick your fucking ass, I'm going to tow my fucking car where I'm going. I was like, fuck you. 
He's like, yo, you talk mad shit. I was like, yo, fuck you, dude. I was like, I'm here right now. I was like, I'm fucking here right now. So then I have to like a week later, like have to like somehow get my membership back because at this point, like my work truck was breaking down all the time. So I call back up and they're like, oh, you have to be reviewed by this certain individual. So I call this guy up. I get his direct line. He's on vacation. It's past the vacation day. He's just not answering his phone. So like three days later, I get a call. He goes, is this Mr. Nicholas Francos? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I was like, is this Dwayne? Because I could tell by his accent. He goes, how'd you know that? I was like, because you sound like somebody who works for AAA and has a name like Dwayne. And he just starts fucking like laughing hysterically. I was like, listen, I was like, first off, I was like, I want to apologize. I was like, this guy worked hard. They just couldn't get a, a truck to come down here. And then this guy turned out to be like a jerk off. And I was like, I'm going to be a man. And I'm going to say like, listen, and he goes, nope, nope, nope. I, she's like, I, you know, I, I respect that. And we started like bullshitting back and forth. I was like, listen, I was like, you heard the conversation. I said, everything was cool up until a certain point. I said, then he fucking crossed the line. He goes, he goes, no, he's like, you're hundred percent right. He's like, he goes, everybody over here was listening to the phone call. He goes, and, uh, and like, he's like laughing to me. And I was like, he goes, listen, he goes, I think, you know, things just went the wrong way. He goes, you were in a bad situation. I said, absolutely. I was like, you know, I said, but let me fucking tell you. I was like, I was like, you can't, I was like, that's the second time now. Like my girlfriend had gotten a flat tire called AAA. And the guy goes through the first thing he says, oh, um, why isn't your boyfriend here to do it? And like, she like almost lost her shit. And like, she called them up and made complaints and like nothing happens. But anyway, so it took me like almost a week to get my AAA back. So you're inviting Dwayne from AAA as a Thanksgiving guest. I'm, I would definitely you know what we had. We were on the phone for two hours just talking. <laughs> And we had such a like delightful, great conversation, and it was um, and uh, like seriously, he's like he like he's like you know what he's like I really enjoyed this. He's like you know I, I he goes he goes you know it takes a man to like admit things. He's like but I'm not going to say you were entirely wrong. He's like but he's like you know I was like I've been a, here's the whole thing you got to drive home. I've been a AAA member for eighteen years. They're like and we and we really appreciate that i was like yeah 18 years okay keep on saying that but that was my struggle with AAA. so Dwayne's coming he's gonna be fun he's gonna mingle with everybody what's he bringing to eat Dwayne? oh he's gonna bring uh what is it like a pepperoni roll a pepperoni roll. Oh, i thought he's gonna bring like old tires <laughs> no i think he'd bring something uh i think he'd bring something nice maybe like um you know, like a cheese dish with fruit from Costco, like the big one. It's legit. And Mike, you said we could invite animals too, right? Yeah. I was thinking, all right, I want to invite, uh, and again, we can invite them when they're still alive. I know he's dead now. I would like to invite Goliath the Space Farms bear. <laughs> he's a 12 foot tall, 2,000 pound bear. I think him and Dwayne from AAA show up together, actually. I think Dwayne from AAA would probably wind up putting on the skinned carcass of it and coming through the party as like the bear. I'm the <laughs> yes. bear from Space Farms. That's How you doing? We, that's what we need. We need Dwayne from AAA to wear the skin that's of like, Goliath you know, the 12 foot bear as the entertainment. Yes. 1130, everybody's still here and partying. Like Dwayne's got the bear like skin on running around the party. Perfect. I think, guys, I think we nailed this party. I think this is the greatest Thanksgiving party ever assembled. The scariest thing is that, I don't know. We probably could actually do that. 
I could definitely recreate this Thanksgiving. <laughs> Maybe not with those people, but we'd have just as much fun. You could recreate a Thanksgiving party with a 12-foot bear and 69 members of the Asbury Dukes? Listen, my, I had a friend that had like a gorilla costume. And it was probably like the best thing that ever existed because it didn't come out all the time. But like when you at least expect to just be hanging out and there'd be like a gorilla running, whatever, like... And as much as it's like cliche, like, I know, oh, somebody put on like a costume running around. But when somebody has a full gorilla outfit on and they're running around like a lunatic, it's fantastic. All right. So I'm, I'm doing the December 11th show as a, <laughs> as a, as a gorilla. In a full, full ape costume. Full ape costume, but uh, Christmas themed. You can cut that part too. I feel like by this point in the evening, Martha Stewart would be looking to make a hasty exit. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling once... Uh, she has lots of engagements, yeah. Yeah, Martha Stewart has to cut out a little early. Things start to wind down. A few of the former Asbury Jukes are kind of passed out. It's getting This party's getting lame. I think it's time to wrap it up. I think it's time to say Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and to, and to move on. Oh my God, it's Thanksgiving. What happened? Just snuck up on us. Are we supposed to say what we're, what we're actually thankful for? Oh, should we say one thing that we're genuinely thankful for? Okay. One New Jersey-related thing you're thankful for this year. Let's everybody think of. Hmm. Oh, it has to be New Jersey-related? Yeah, yeah. This is New Jersey is the world. <sighs> I am thankful for the almost complete and ongoing restoration of Lucy the Elephant. And mm-hmm. if anyone out there is feeling charitable this Thanksgiving, you can go to the Lucy the Elephant website and you can buy very cool t-shirts and donate money to them, which I have done. And I recommend for anyone who's able to do that, to support Lucy the Elephant, to keep one of the strangest things in the world alive and well in New Jersey. So I'm very thankful that that <laughs> giant elephant hotel still exists here. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Bernardsville called the Bagel Bin, and I drive over there sometimes. <laughs> Is that good? They got good bagels, and they got all these. Uh, they have all these flyers they've been handing out saying that the town's trying to redevelop the building they're in, and it's going to shut them down. And apparently, it's like some local politician owns these buildings, and blah blah blah. There's people who are saying that it's like a little shady. But luckily, thus far, this hasn't happened, and the bagel bin's still open. So I want to say I'm thankful for the fact that the bagel bin hasn't been chased out by the developers just yet, because they got good bagels. Yeah, man. Don't underappreciate it. Thank you, Bonaduce. One thing you're saying, one New Jersey thing you're thankful for. I get real sappy for you. I'm thankful that for some bizarre reason, I live in New Jersey and uh, am surrounded by uh, wonderful human beings and... uh, I don't know. Whatever. I'm thankful that I have Thanksgiving off, but I have to work the day afterwards. That kind of sucks. No, thankful. I am thankful that I live in New Jersey because it is a wonderful place. And uh, I don't know. I really, uh, I'm, I guess I'm thankful I'm alive. That's good, right? Still yeah. kicking, man. Yeah. After all these years. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Tofurky Day. Oh, happy Tofurky. If you slice it, then it's good. It is good. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey.
Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world.